0: Welcome listeners to The Change We Seek, a podcast from a prevention perspective. This perspective means we look at things like systems, barriers, protective factors, and risk factors, and always view these issues from a strengths-based perspective. The podcast is sponsored by the West Virginia Collegiate Strategic Prevention Framework Partnership for Success Initiative. The West Virginia CSPF PFS's goal is to prevent the onset and reduce the progression of substance misuse and its related problems among higher education students in southern West Virginia. The federal grant was awarded by the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration to Marshall University's Center of Excellence for Recovery. We hope that with our project and this podcast, we can begin to cultivate a culture of prevention on college campuses across the state. We are student leaders who will support, enhance, and build the prevention infrastructure. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are only those of the hosts and the guests. They are not the views and opinions of SAMHSA, Marshall University Research Corporation, the West Virginia Collegiate Strategic Prevention Framework Partnership for Success, and or the participating Institute of Higher Education. Intro music is by sound Roll and the title track is Feeling Home. Now, our host.
1: Hello, everyone. My name is Alyssa Milby. I am the CSPF student leader from Marshall University. And I actually just recently graduated from Marshall University about a month ago. I was a double major in biology and health sciences with minors in chemistry and pre professional healthcare studies. This coming July, I'm actually attending medical school at the Marshall University Joan C. Edwards School of Medicine, and I'm super excited about that. But another fun fact about me is that I actually am a first-generation college student. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about what it's like to be a first-generation college student and a first-generation college student in West Virginia. Now, coming into college, I really didn't know the impact that being a first-generation college student would have on me and on my experiences. But as I began to talk with other students and other first-generation students, I realized that being a first-generation college student is really nothing to hide and is nothing to be ashamed of. Um, Being a first-generation college student, I think kind of gave me a really unique perspective on college and on my education. So today, I wanted to kind of walk through some of the risk factors, protective factors, barriers, and strategies that kind of come along with being a first-generation college student, um, and again, a first-generation college student in West Virginia. So some risk factors that I believe to be associated with being a first-generation college student, and these are actually from a 2018 article in the e-Journal of Public Affairs, or first just feeling unprepared. And this is something that I didn't really fully realize until I was about a year into college. Um, I didn't come into college feeling unprepared, but I could definitely see that there were some areas, especially being a pre-med student, in which I didn't really have a lot of knowledge to kind of go off of. And I didn't really know how to navigate some situations Um, being that, you know, I didn't ever have anyone telling me, hey, this is what you should do in this situation and that sort of thing. So a lot of college students, first-generation college students, um, can sometimes feel unprepared. And part of kind of navigating through that, I think, is being connected. And that's something that I'll talk a lot about um, when we get to barriers and strategies associated with being a first-generation college student. But Um, Other risk factors that the journal mentioned for first-generation college students were them actually being more likely to commute to college and therefore not live on campus and not really be fully integrated into an on-campus community. Um, Something else the journal mentioned was that sometimes first-generation college students can receive little support or kind of an unwavered... um, know, kind of like expectation for college. Um, Some of the students may be enrolled part-time and therefore may not be able, again, to fully commit to being integrated into a college experience, which is kind of a risk factor for maybe not finishing a degree or not finishing a degree on time. Um, And finally, the journal mentioned that a lot of first-generation college students may come from underrepresented Um, groups, minority groups, and vulnerable populations, um, and that they might also kind of face what's known as imposter syndrome. And this is something that I think I definitely struggled with as a freshman, as a first generation college student. A lot of my classmates would talk about parents coming to this college and their Um, older siblings attending this college and being in this club and having this professor and I was coming in with no background knowledge whatsoever Um, and again being a pre-med student that was very stressful because a lot of my classmates knew older uh, professionals already in the discipline they had siblings they had family members already in the discipline that were able to give them really personal advice that I just didn't have and my parents are the absolute greatest they are both very successful today and i look up to both of them so so much but it was still very stressful for me kind of not to really know how to navigate my journey to medical school and through undergrad with no you know kind of background in that field whatsoever So those risk factors, I think, are definitely something worth considering if you are a first generation college student, but they're nothing to be, again, ashamed of. Um, They are just things that I think first generation college students, especially here in West Virginia, should be mindful of and think about. Um, And those kind of lead me into protective factors for first-generation college students, which are just as important and are actually very interesting. So these protective factors for first-generation college students actually come from the National Center on Safe, Supportive Learning Environments. And the first protective factor that I read about associated with being a first-generation student was actually having a really high expectations for yourself and this is something that I felt on a very very personal level because if you do know me personally you know that I have very high expectations for myself and my education I always have Um, but I didn't really think about this being associated with the fact that I am a first generation college student Um, the article on the national center on safe, supportive learning environments, kind of talked about how first generation students a lot of times will come into college, especially if they already have a really um, strong career goal, kind of like I did, and they will just want to be the best of the best. They'll have these incredibly high standards um, that can actually, <laughs> another conversation, lead to burnout and stress, which I'm sure we have talked about or will talk about in a future episode. Um, but these students also have a very high degree of self-efficacy and this idea that they can come in and kind of just get it done and accomplish whatever they want to accomplish and this is the mindset that i kind of went into college with and i think maybe that's why i didn't see myself initially as being unprepared for college Um, there were a lot of things again that i didn't really know much about or consider kind of like scheduling for classes and knowing you know how far ahead to plan for classes, to plan for books, to plan for my days. I didn't have, again, older siblings and things like that telling me which professors to take. I didn't have someone to tell me which parts of campus to kind of, you know, um, get more involved in, but I did have this idea that I was going to go in and I was going to make it through college. And, um, know kind of achieve my goals and for that reason i've always considered myself to have very high expectations for my education um, and for the things that i accomplished something else that the national center on safe supportive learning environments identified as a protective factor for first generation college students was actually optimism And this kind of plays into the high expectations. I was always very optimistic coming into college. I saw it as a fresh start and a way for me to kind of just get involved in what I really wanted to be involved in and to meet people who I knew would be beneficial for me personally, professionally, um, and, you know, just being able to be the best version of myself. I was very excited to go to college, very excited to finally focus on my dream career and as i now am attending medical school next year i'm very excited um, for you know all the things coming but i'm also very thankful for all the opportunities that i had while as an undergraduate student uh, at marshall university it was honestly one of the best time periods of my life i was at marshall for almost four years Um, i graduated a semester early and i don't want to leave quite frankly i love marshall Um, I love Huntington, and I was again very optimistic as a freshman, I was so excited to go to class every day, so excited to learn and read, and I find it very interesting that this, um, you know, optimism was identified as a protective factor for first-generation college students because I don't know about every first-generation college student out there, but this uh, trait of optimism and also traits of self-efficacy and resilience um, that's also mentioned in the article definitely resonated with me. So that last protective factor that I just mentioned, resilience, is something that I also really resonate with. Um, Again, a risk factor for first generation college students is actually being enrolled part-time, commuting, maybe not having um, a very strong base of support at home or with, you know, their family structure. Um, And thankfully, again, in my personal situation, I was very supported by my parents and my family. Um, I received absolutely nothing but, um, support and love. And I definitely would not be in the position I am today without my parents and without the rest of my family members. Um, but I know that every student in West Virginia, and really across the world, isn't in the position that I was in. So that's something I definitely don't take for granted, but resiliency still played a big role, I think, in my college experience, because there were days and weeks and months during which I thought to myself, can I really do this? Can I really, you know, be the first in my family to go to college, get out of college successfully, um, get into a medical school that I want to get into, um, and follow you know, what's always been my dream um, to attend medical school and to ultimately practice medicine. And I think part of the reason why I was able to be so successful in that is because of the support that I had at home. But again, that risk factor of having little support, being enrolled part-time, maybe not even being on campus at all um, is something that a lot of first-generation college students really have to think about when they're considering their options for the future of their education. So the next topic that we have for first-generation college students and their success um, is, of course, what kind of stops them from being successful? What are some barriers to the success of a first-generation college student? And the first is involvement. Um, Again, if you're commuting, if you're not on campus, if you're not living on campus, if you're enrolled in very few classes and maybe even no in-person classes, you're not going to have as many opportunities to get involved on campus. And I know that every college orientation ever will tell you the best thing to do is to get involved in as many things as you can. Um, Carly and I talked about this in a previous episode. Being involved is great, but committing to what you're involved in is even more important. Um, Being involved in things that truly better you and truly put you in a better position for your future and the future of your education are things that you want to focus on. And I think Carly and I talked also about how It's easy to say yes, yes, yes to so many things, but to not really think about how thin you're stretching yourself at some points. So involvement as a first-generation college student, or just as a college student in general, I think is crucial. Um, Finding your people on campus, finding your place on campus, and learning kind of how to navigate the world on your own while also making new connections and new friends. Um, One of the best things that I did as an undergraduate student was join student government. I met some of my absolute best friends and some of the most important people in my life today because of my involvement in student government. And I wasn't involved in hundreds of clubs in college. I was involved in a handful, and um, I did do a lot of research in college. I networked with a lot of people in college, but... Being in student government was definitely one of the highlights of my college experience. I would not be the leader and the student and the person that I am today without um, the connections that I made through student government. Um, Again, I've met some of my absolute best friends and some of the most important people in my life because of my decision to join SGA as a freshman who had absolutely no idea how student government worked in college. I blindly um, decided to just take a leap of faith and join SGA and it was absolutely one of the best decisions of my life. Um, Another thing that I think is really important to identify as a barrier for first-generation college students is guidance. Again, a lot of first-generation college students may not receive a lot of support at home. They may not receive a lot of support on campus if they're not connected and involved on campus. But guidance through college is something that I think is extremely important for first generation college students to kind of seek out if you don't have. A person at home or a friend or a person in your life who's willing to sit down and talk with you about you know the decisions that you're making academically personally professionally um it's always a good idea to seek out a counselor on your campus a professor on your campus someone who will sit down with you and talk with you and kind of walk through important decisions that you're making um something that i had to kind of come to terms with as a college student, as a freshman, really, was that I could not make every single decision on my own. Um, I came into college, again, very optimistic, very uh, driven, with very high expectations, but I quickly kind of learned that it was okay for me to sit down with my professors and my counselors and my parents um, and to talk through these big decisions that I was making um, was... You know, an important academic or professional decision ultimately always up to me, yes, but did it ever hurt me to get advice from an adult or a friend that I trusted, no, Um, I would highly recommend, even if you're not involved physically on your campus to reach out to someone on your campus. Um, Have someone to talk to, have someone to talk through difficult things with, and just have someone to kind of, you know, double check your work, double check your ideas, your schedule for next semester. Don't put so much pressure on yourself trying to be absolutely perfect that you end up doing more harm than good. Um, And then a third barrier that I kind of found while looking up different things associated with uh, challenges that first generation students face was drive. And this is kind of associated with having high expectations and having, you know, high self-efficacy and things like that. But being driven enough in college for any student to successfully complete your degree is a huge accomplishment. College is hard. There are lots of things being thrown at you from multiple angles. Um, You know, if you're in college for three, four, five, six years, a lot can happen in your personal life, um, with your family, with your friends with your mindset, um, it's not, you know, going to class every day, taking an exam being done. You are very much at the mercy of whatever those three, four, five, six years throw at you. And I think that's something that a lot of students and a lot of even adults today kind of forget when you hear about people maybe switching their major, not finishing college, um, deciding to take a different route, deciding to attend a different type of program, um, or, you know, just being done with your education altogether um, there are lots and lots and lots of factors that come with being a college student that are outside of your academics and this is something that i um, didn't think much about until i was in that situation i had you know different things happen to me and to my family members um, throughout the three and a half almost four years that i was in college that definitely threw me for a loop and that made me realize you know being a college student isn't just Again, going to class, taking an exam, and then being done, Um, especially if you you do live on campus and you are kind of engrossed in this college experience, 24 hours a day, seven days a week for four or five, you know, however many years, Um, and having a drive coming into college and a vision and saying, I'm going to do this for myself. I'm going to put my best foot forward and I'm going to achieve the goals that I've set out for myself is huge. Um, if you do come into college kind of thinking, well, you know, I I don't know, I don't wanna be here. I don't really care. Um, you're probably not gonna have as great of an experience as you would if you put your best foot forward to begin with. College is absolutely not for everyone. Um, a lot of people find their place in different sectors and completing a college degree, again is absolutely not um, essential for every student but if you do come into college with this mindset that you're going to at least try your best you're going to seek out that involvement you're going to seek out that guidance um, you're hopefully going to have high expectations and a high degree of self-efficacy for yourself but there's not really much else that can stop you um, i'm a firm believer in the fact that if you want something bad enough, (laughs) you can make it happen no matter your circumstances, but it is really important to kind of consider the situations that you're in before you, you know, kind of make any rash decisions. And that's why having guidance is so important and why being involved on your campus is so, so important. Um, So, strategies for first-generation college students, I think that Carly and I kind of talked a bit about this in a previous episode as well. Um, for being, you know, successful in college and kind of managing your time and your responsibilities in the best way. But a couple of strategies that I found to be really helpful, again, were getting involved. Um, Again, my involvement in student government was um, beyond help for me as a student person. Um, Some of my, again, best friendships and relationships have come from my involvement in student government. Um, being involved in research at Marshall was huge for me. I was able to be connected to so many professors and friends and colleagues through being involved in different research projects within Marshall's Department of Public Health and the West Virginia Minority Health Institute, and also the Marshall University Research Corporation, um, which allowed me to have the opportunity to become the CSPF leader for the campus, which is just um, an incredible opportunity and something that I'm so thankful for every day. Um, The CSPF project and all of its associated components is not at all something that I ever saw myself doing. If you had told me two years ago that I would be sitting here today recording this podcast, I would have definitely rolled my eyes. Which I guess brings me to another strategy, which is just being open to really trying out different things and things that you think are going to make you super uncomfortable. Um, I'm actually working with Carly and with um, Heather and Caitlin for uh, Prevention Day at the West Virginia State Capitol next week. And that's something that, again, if you would have told me I would be involved in even a year ago, I would have thought to myself, no way, you're crazy. So, just being open to new experiences, new opportunities, is, I think, obviously beneficial for everyone, not just for first generation college students. But I do think that being a first generation college student gives you kind of a unique opportunity to kind of pave your own way. You're not really following in anyone's footsteps, you're not really, you know, kind of, I guess, coming after your parents or your siblings in terms of your education, especially if um, maybe your parents or siblings did go to a certain college, but you decide to attend college elsewhere. Um, being, you know, just open to experiences and open to involvement in different activities, I think is incredibly important and is a strategy that I've used um, all throughout college. Again, this CSPF project is a prime example. <laughs> I would not have said yes to this a few years ago before learning of, you know, the importance of putting yourself in situations that make you uncomfortable. Because again, you can really get or accomplish anything that you set your mind to if you want it bad enough. And I've always um, kind of had that vision. And sometimes people will say, you know, the the things that you think about or the dreams that you have are really out there and really crazy. But you know, I'm like, if you want it bad enough, it's bound to happen. So why not just it happen yourself (laughs) um so those are some strategies i think that are important for all students not solely first generation college students but because of the risk factors that first generation college students face i think it's really important to consider um you know how prepared you are coming into college if you know coming out of high school that you're going to be a first generation college student go ahead and seek out things that you think you might enjoy, seek out involvement, seek out guidance, you know, don't let um, kind of the uncertainty of your family members or, you know, yourself coming into college stop you from having the best experience possible and from being successful in college if that's what you want for yourself. Um, I think something, especially in West Virginia, that I personally have heard a lot is, you know, well, you don't have to go to college and that's true. You don't, but there are students in West Virginia who are first generation college students who do want to go to college and who do want, you know, a degree or, um, a level of higher education that requires a college degree. And I think it's really important to be able to differentiate, you know, from people who say you don't have to go to college and from people who say you shouldn't go to college. Um, I would not trade my experience at Marshall University or in college for anything at all. Um, I truly think that attending Marshall University was one of the best decisions that I ever made for myself. And I'm glad that I didn't let you know the mindset of other people, not my family members, but other adults and other um, you know community members around me who said, well, you don't have to go to college, you can do X,YZ. Um, kind of taught me out of what I'd always wanted to do. So if you are a first-generation college student and you happen to live in West Virginia um, and you're listening to this, don't let anybody take that drive and that optimism away from you. You can be successful as a first-generation college student. There are so, 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 so many, um, you know, successful people today who were the first in their families to obtain a college degree. And um, you should be absolutely so proud of yourself for everything that you've wanted to do and everything that you're planning to set out to do, because it's not easy to be a college student in general. Um, But again, if you want something bad enough, you absolutely, absolutely can make it happen. And that's one of the things that I've always lived by. And um, that optimism, I think, has put me in some pretty special situations and situations that I have always kind of dreamed of finding myself in. So that's my... Um, little rants about strategies for first-generation college students. Um, and now I kind of want to switch gears and talk quickly about our public eye on prevention. So the resource I want to focus on today or to shout out today is actually firstgen.naspa.org. And this is the Center for First-Generation Student Success. So. The Center for First-Generation Student Success offers several programs and services, and it classifies itself as a one-stop destination for improving institutional approaches to first-generation student success. On the website, you'll find opportunities to engage with dedicated colleagues and to learn about First Scholars Programming, to engage and interact with programs and services that are included on the website, You'll be offered training resources, technical assistance options, first generation success speakers, and a national recognition program for institutions demonstrating commitment to first generation student success. So this website offers a variety of articles and links and videos, um, a lot of advocacy policy, journal entries, and research about being a first generation college student. Um, There are also lots of resources, I think, on almost every uh, campus that our CSPF project works with um, for first generation college students. I know for a fact that Marshall University has excellent programs for first generation college students and that Marshall does an excellent job of advocating for first generation student success. So I'm very proud of those initiatives and it was really great to be able to walk around campus and to see things, um, you know, promoting the success of first generation college students and to know that I was not an imposter, I was not alone. I very much deserved to be on campus and to be competing and um, learning with students who had multiple generations of family members graduate from college. Um, It was a very um, good experience for me to be able to kind of see those resources and to take advantage of opportunities that focused on first-generation student success. So with all of that being said, the next episode of our podcast will be released in two weeks. So be sure to download and listen. Thank you all so much for listening to the podcast every week or every other week. We appreciate all of you so much and we will see you in two weeks.
0: Thank you again for listening to our podcast. And please visit our Facebook page, Instagram page, and our website at www.muprevention.org to learn more about the CSPF PFS initiative and upcoming events and activities happening on your campus. Learn how you can help us to support, enhance, and build the collegiate prevention infrastructure. Again, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are only those of the host and guests. They are not the views and opinions of SAMHSA, Marshall University Research Corporation, the West Virginia Collegiate Strategic Prevention Framework Partnership for Success, and or the Participating Institute of Higher Education. Our track is by sound roll and the title is Feeling Home. Thank you.